You just clicked into the Get Your Money Right podcast, the podcast where not only do we want you to get your money, we want you to get your money right. This is episode number 18, where we recheck on those New Year's resolutions and announcements that you're not going to miss, talking about what to expect coming from the show as we move forward. I think you're going to like it. What's the good news, people? Welcome, welcome to the Get Your Money Right podcast, the podcast where we talk about money like it's everybody's business because I truly believe in order to be good with money, we got to talk about money. And this show was designed so we could do just that. And I'm your host, the money misfit, Jamar Dupas. And this is episode number 18. 18 episodes in. And today, we're going to revisit those New Year's resolutions that you set up about six months ago or so. And we're also going to talk about what to expect moving forward with the podcast and the website and all that good stuff, some announcements you're not going to want to miss. If this is your first time tuning in, I'd like to welcome you, welcome you, and thank you so much for coming in and hanging out with me today. I don't know how you find found me, but I do appreciate, again, you being here. This is a different type of personal, fi- personal finance podcast where the host can't even talk right. But anyway, we don't talk about you know, the crazy stuff that got just got through happening back in uh, the European Union where Britain is trying to get away from the union and the stock market is going all crazy and stuff like that. We don't really talk about that type of stuff, right? Because in the grand scheme of things, the overall economy means something and it makes sense. But the most important economy to us is our own personal economy. So we talk about money in a personal sense and how it applies to us, how we can go through the garbage and the stories and the things sold to us by big banks and the advice given to us by broke people and really apply money to our lives to get the things we really want. How can we be married and and not fight over money? How can we guard our our marriage from divorce since we know it's the number one cause of of divorce, right? That, That money issue, right? How can we increase our credit scores? How can we raise families? How can we start those businesses? We want to talk about money as it applies and relates to real life. So that's what we talk about here on this, this podcast. So if you're digging that and you want to know more information, we got a website because everybody should have a website. If you're going to help anybody, I guess you go over to yourmoneyright.com. That's yourmoneyright.com. Over there, you'll be able to sign up for our misfits only. It's a membership. Uh, it is free. There we have a, we call a mini course. It's called the roadmap to getting your money right. And basically all it is is a couple of episodes that we did early on in the, in the year early on, I should say that literally laid out a roadmap that you can follow to help you get your money right all the way from finding your why to what you should choose to invest in and things like that. And it's not your traditional advice, right? Um, I am not a salesperson. I do not work for the insurance companies. I am not a financial advisor. I am not a tax accountant. I'm just a regular cat. I'm a firefighter with a wife, three kids. My wife stays at home and we vacation several times a year. We own a home. We have a couple of cars. We just live a pretty decent life on one income, which 
Some people say it's unheard of this day, this day and age, but it is possible. It is doable because we're doing it. So with that being said, go over to yourmoneyright.com, sign up for that. You can get on our email list. And there's another reason why you want to get on our email list too. And we'll talk about that here in a second. So if you missed last week's episode, right? Last week's episode is about how to further your education for free. If you missed last week's episode, go back and listen to that. And better yet, you don't even have to go listen to it. Go and get that resource that we put together. It's a, a PDF download where you can get where all the free, not all the free resources in the world, but the free resources we talked about, plus uh, a bunch more that we that we did not talk about. Uh, you can do anything from learn how to code to learn how to be an accountant to take a uh, take a course or get a degree from MIT and Harvard. All that type of stuff, it's there. Well, they won't give you a degree, but you can take the degree curriculum. You got to pay for the degree. Uh, <laughs> got to pay for that piece of paper. But anyway, go over to yourmoneyright.com forward slash EP17. EP is short for episode. That's E as an echo, P as in Paul, 17. And download that free PDF. It's going to be full of links. Uh, and probably the biggest thing I want you to take from that is a free subscription to lynda.com that you can get through your local library. Uh, quite a few people downloaded that, and I got some pretty good feedback on that. Even if it's not for you or you have some young people in your life uh, that are starting their careers off or somebody in transition or somebody just wants to just increase their knowledge and expand their skills, go get that PDF, download it, print it out, hand it to them, or send them a link to it. I'll have them get on the email list. They they can get it that way as well. To become a misfit, you can get it that way. But go check that out. That was a pretty good episode. It was a little dry <laughs> as far as the entertainment factor is concerned. But that resource is probably the most uh, packed resource I've ever uh, given on this episode. So with that being said, let's move on. We're going to talk about what to expect from the show moving forward right because right now we're episode number 18 which is cool uh you know most podcasts don't make it past episode you know seven eight nine ten but here we are 18 we're still growing every day so i appreciate everybody who is who has subscribed to the show in any way you've subscribed we're on google we're on itunes you can subscribe by email uh but thank you everybody for all the ratings and reviews if you would love to give us a review. I would love to receive a review. I, it, it, I read every single one of them, and it really helps me keep this thing going. And uh, you can do that if you go to yourmoneyright.com forward slash review. That'll leave us a review in iTunes, and that just helps our exposure and helps get the word out about the show. But we're going to have some changes to the show. Not a whole lot. Like We're still going to be doing this every Monday. It's going to come out. Um, but there's going to be more resources. So like on episode number 17, we talked about, uh, the resource gets to get your, your free education and stuff like that. I want to do more of that on, on every episode that's appropriate. I don't know if I'll do one for this one, but we'll talk, we'll go through this episode. And what I'll ask you guys to do is if you would like a PDF or a resource or a printable or a checklist to help you get through this. Uh, I'll do that, and then you guys that are on the email list, I'll just send that out to you as soon as that's done. But you, you got to give me some feedback on that and let me know. And I might still do it, but it's not done as of right now, so I can't guarantee it's going to be done when uh, when this show is released. Um, but we're going to do more resources, more bonus, more bonuses like that. 
uh, things that you can put in your hand, things that you can print out, things you can go look, worksheets, things that you can go do and go implement right away uh, and actually apply to your life. Because I don't want this to be just me up here talking and rambling. I really want you to be able to take what we talk about on this show and apply it and see some success from it and, and use it because this, you know, that's, that's the worst part about like knowledge, right? It's just, it's just potential. It just sits there. Right. But if you can apply it, then it becomes power. Right. A lot of people say knowledge is power. It's only powerful when you put it in motion. Right. So we want to be able to do that. Um, classes, uh, webinars and courses. Right. So, uh, one of the things I've, I've learned from my fitness uh, friends, they do things like boot camps, like on weekends and stuff like that. So I'm thinking about implementing that strategy, but talking about finances, doing courses on uh, increasing your credit score, you know, cutting out the whole paycheck to paycheck cycle, uh, whatever it is that you guys say you need help with. What I was thinking about doing is doing like weekend, uh, you know, maybe an hour or two hours, like a webinar we get on. And you can see me, you can see your whiteboard, we can do PowerPoint slides that we need to do or whatever we need to do to actually implement and teach uh, the things that are necessary to get your money right. So be on the lookout for uh, for that stuff. Of course, get on the list. You'll be the first to be notified of that. But if any of y'all have any issues or anything that you, you really want to know, right, you really, maybe you, the, the biggest struggle you have with your finances, let me know. And that way I can... Uh, take the courses and these boot camps and these classes and gear them towards your biggest issue so we can get that stuff out of the way. Um, so we'll be doing more of that coming up um, in the next couple of months or whatnot. Um, but my big plan and, and one of my big goals, if you remember back in episode double O, all of you who've been listening to me since the very first episode, I do appreciate that, by the way. Thank you so much for that. Uh, we talked about uh, what my, you know, my big goal was, you know, as far as how many uh, couples I want to help get their money right, how many families I want to help get their money right. And I talked about how, you know, we've kind of done it for my family, but the next step is to find 10 other families, 10 other couples uh, to get their money right. So that's the game plan for us. And we literally want to get hands on, right, with 10 other couples and do it, uh, what I call an implementation course. And this will be a multi-week, maybe a multi-month type situation, maybe a whole year, depending on how long it takes to get all this stuff done. But but literally, what I want to do is get do a full-on curriculum, like a college curriculum should have been. Uh, but there will also be uh, group coaching, some motivation, uh, ability to, to journal. There will be some live you know, question and answers where we literally get on the phone or get on uh, like a Google Hangout. And we talk and we answer questions. There'll be accountability uh, to help you, uh, you know, really stick to your plans and stuff like that. And again, I'm still working out the details. Um, but basically what I plan to do is by the time you're done with this course, it may not be completely done. But by the time you're done with this course, you'll have a clear and cut plan on how to cut the paycheck to paycheck cycle. The game plan is to get you out of that paycheck to paycheck cycle immediately. But how to cut the paycheck to paycheck cycle, uh, how to imp implement a, a real value-based spending plan, right? We're not going to talk about budgeting like the old school way. It's not going to be jotting down your, your expenses on a notepad and, and you know, nobody's going to be fussing at you about spending money and stuff like that. It's going to be a real-life value-based spending plan that me and my wife use today 
that allow us to put the money to side, allow us to pay off debt, allow us to continue to educate ourselves and allow us to expand our means. Right. Because, yes, you you can live below your means, but living below your means should never be the focus. It's a tool, but it should never be the focus. You should focus on living to expand your means. But I'm not going to start preaching on that right now because that's not what we're talking about. Uh, the other thing is increase your credit scores. I want to get everybody above a 720 or 740-ish or so. Uh, we know how to do that. We've done it for ourselves. Um, so we want to do that through this whole implementation course. Uh, and then like probably the biggest thing is that better communication between you and your spouse, especially around the issue of money. There's a lot of emotion about around money. There's a lot of old, old pent up emotions, especially about money, some old ways, some old habits, some things that we've been taught from our families that are not so good for us as far as our uh, emotional intelligence when it comes to money. So we want to tackle those issues. And that may be a multi month. It may be a whole year, but the course itself should probably only take a few weeks to get through. But what we'll probably end up doing is continue on that accountability, continue on with the live question and answers and stuff like that, uh, maybe for six months or a year. And it's probably something I'm not going to do all the time. It's probably going to be like a college deal, maybe open up once or twice a year to a few families. But initially, what we want to do is uh, start with 10, uh, get 10 people on the other side of this thing. And then, you know, of course, like you like. In episode double O, I talked about how I want to, you know, after I get to 10, I want to get to 100. And after I get to 100, I want to get to 1,000. After that, 100,000. And we want to affect 1 million families. So I really believe we can do that if we can just get and bring back common sense back to this thing that we talk called money and marriage, right? So because those two things I'm pretty passionate about, uh, money and marriage, those things I think if we can handle those uh, and get that right. We can raise amazing children. Uh, we can, uh, a lot of stresses and stuff will be, you know, let off our shoulders. We can do amazing things. So, you know, I talked about before is how you don't want to major in the minor things. I think we should major in these few major things. And that's why I decided to do that. So, um, so if anybody's interested in that, uh, make sure you are on the, uh, um, the email list, or you at least signed up for Misfit membership because those are the people that are going to get first dibs on that. And um, and I'll talk a little bit more about that as I roll out uh, more details and stuff like that. But everything won't be figured out uh, for this first group because you guys are actually going to help me put it together. Uh, I'm going to be learning off of you just as much as you'll be learning off of me and uh, to try to figure out exactly how to lay this thing out. So it'll be even more beneficial if you get in that first that first group because you'll be able to really kind of help me build this thing together and uh, you really get it tailored to your particular needs. So uh, that's what we're going to do. So that's that. The other thing is, let's see, our schedule. So one of the things that um, me and my wife, we value is our time and our peace of mind. Remember the whole major and minor things thing. Yeah. So money, marriage, major things, uh, time and peace of mind, major things, major, major things. So when we were in network marketing back in the day, uh, they used to do this thing called, uh, we used to build in 90 day blitzes. Right. And so we still like to do that in our own lives. We like to build things in 90 day spans. We like the 90 day blitz, so to speak. And, um, we hadn't really been doing that a whole lot, but there's this other podcast that I listened to called the three month vacation. It's by a gentleman by the name of Sean D'Souza, really brilliant guy. And once I heard that 
that title, it, it brought something up in my head because this guy, what he does is also work in 90 days and he takes three months of vacation every year. Well, me and my wife, we liked the idea. So we said we should adopt that. So with that being said, we're thinking about breaking the show up in the seasons when we take our month vacation. So we don't do three months at a time. We'll do uh, one month. So for example, you know, in January, we'll work until January, February, March, take April off. Uh, then we'll work again, May, April, and June. I think, wait, I can't even get my months together. March, April, May, June, July, blah, blah, blah. I can't even think straight. Look, I'm talking about teaching y'all and I can't even get the months out of my mouth. January, February, March, take off April. Work May, June, July, take off August. Then September, October, November, then take off December. Now, when I say take off, it is not completely don't do anything, don't go to work, because I still have my day job, right? Because, you know, if I don't go to work for a month, they probably fire me, right? So it's not necessarily taking the day off, but what we like to do is sit back and relax and reflect, Right. Kind of what we're going to talk about in the show today about reflecting on what your goals are, what you've done so far and, you know, giving yourself some checkpoints so you don't go year after year. You look up five years later, you're in a completely different place where you thought you were going to be. Right. So to have some good checkups from time to time, it's good. So what we're going to do is possibly break up the show in the seasons along those same lines. So maybe in August. What we end up doing is maybe uh, replaying some of the most popular episodes or maybe some of the most useful episodes of the show. Or maybe I'll pre-record some and we'll still keep going and maybe you won't even know. But this is just some more behind the scenes stuff and just thinking about how, you know, behind the scenes of how we think about things. Right. So there will be times that maybe a month or so that I may not be necessarily as accessible as possible. Uh, so August may be that time. Um, and I'll let you guys know, but that's something to think about. And if you like the idea of the seasons or you don't like the idea of the seasons, let me know. And then I may change my mind, but I probably won't. So that's the thing. So our schedule. So probably in August, we're going to take a month off and we'll either throw up some interviews or replay some of the, uh, the most popular episodes uh, from the beginning, we'll call what we've done since March season one, so to speak. Uh, and that's just so you guys understand that, you know, that's kind of how we roll. And maybe you want to think about implementing something like that for yourself. So we take that month and we just kind of reflect and we plan the next 90 days. So therefore, when it's time to work, it's just work time. It's not a whole lot of thinking. We just go to work, take that break and then do it again. So that's that. All right. What's next? The quote of the day. Today's quote is by Mr. Colin Powell. If you don't know who he is, then uh, Google him. But the quote of the day states, there are no secrets to success. It is the result of preparation, hard work, and learning from failure. End quote. Now, that one is a real basic quote, right? It's probably the most... Simplest quotes I can get you, but here's the key part of that. There are no secrets to success, right? It's a result of preparation, hard work, and learning from failure, which learning from failure is the most important part of that, right? 
Uh, one, if you don't prepare, you're not going to work hard, more than likely. And if you don't learn from your failures, then you're just going to doom to repeat the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. And you'll keep doing the same things over and over and over again. And you know what that's the definition of, right? Insanity. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. So with that in that vein, I think it is appropriate that we talk about your New Year's resolutions. So according to Nielsen, the most common New Year's resolutions really kind of, you know, involving finances are to enjoy life to the fullest. It's on their list, 28%. Uh, Spend less, save more, 25%. Uh, Spend more time with family and friends. It's probably not financial, but, you know, it could be. Get organized. That could be financial. Uh, Travel more and learn something new hobby things like that so these are the most common uh new year's resolutions uh, of course stay fit and healthy lose weight are always at the top of the new year's resolutions so did you make any of those do you make new year's resolutions do you make plans for the new year i know a lot of people these days it's kind of taboo to make new year's resolutions for whatever but maybe if you don't like New Year's resolutions, maybe middle of the year resolutions, right? Maybe you're looking to resolve or resolute, resolve something in your life. And uh, I'd like to talk about this topic because it's the middle of the year. You want to finish the year strong, especially if you started off, you know, motivated and you've kind of fallen off the bandwagon as far as your resolutions are concerned. This is just a kind of a call out to kind of, hey, wake up. Let's do a checkup. Let's see how things are going. Let's see where we're at. Are we on pace? Um, you know, how are we going to finish the year? Because the thing about the end of the year, the end of the year is expansive, right? Here we are. Uh, what's the date? We're in the end of June, right? July 1st is around the corner. And um, after July, man, it seems like everything picks up. One, we got holidays. Number one holiday after July is my birthday, uh, which is August, August 11th, by the way. Um, but outside of that, you got uh, Labor Day, you got Halloween, you got uh, think Columbus Day, you got Thanksgiving, you got Christmas. Christmas is the big one, right? Uh, even if you're not a Christian, like the whole world celebrates Christmas. You got your Hanukkah. Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, and all those things. It's just an expensive time of year. The kids are going back to school. Uh, maybe they're in their fall programs. Maybe they're in their soccer. Maybe they're in dance. Uh, maybe the school itself won't stay tuition if you got your kids in private school. Uh, and then even if they are in public school, you got supplies and school clothes and more birthday parties to go to because your kids are back in school and they begin these invitations to these birthday parties. Matter of fact, I just left a birthday party today. It's what we do. We do birthday parties, it seems like. But um, it's a really, really busy part of the year. And this is usually where people are falling off on financially, uh, especially around the big holidays with pressure like Thanksgiving and Christmas because um, there's so much pressure around you to buy gifts and show up and be present. And a lot of people go into debt for this type of stuff. And then they... New Year's resolution is to get out of debt or, you know, to spend less and save more. Uh, The problem with that type of stuff is those goals like spend less and save more, they don't really mean anything. 
right? They don't translate to anything. You can't measure those things. You can't necessarily measure spend less and save more, especially if you spent the whole previous year or the whole previous six months not knowing what you spent, right? Or not even knowing what you saved. If you save nothing and you save a dollar, then, hey, guess what? Your goal has just been met. You saved more. Uh, many of you have heard of the uh, the acronym SMART or SMART goals, uh, where goals need to be specific. I can't wait. I can't say that word. Save my life. Specific. There we go. Uh, measurable, uh, achievable, realistic, and you need to put a time on it. That's the whole acronym of SMART. It's S M A R T. Your goals need to be specific, specific, <laughs> measurable achievable realistic and you got to have a time on it uh the problem with with most goals is you they're not very specific they don't nobody really says anything like they say things like i want to save more and spend less that's not very detailed right um and it's not very measurable especially if you have nothing to measure it against uh, and that's one of the issues that we see with with goals. So this year or maybe today you want to sit down, and you want to write out new goals, how you want to finish out the year. Make sure they're real detailed. Right. What exactly do you mean by save more? Do you want to put one hundred dollars a month? Do you want to put a thousand dollars a month somewhere to the side? And even bigger than that, if you put it to the side, make sure you give it an assignment. We talked about this before. There is no such thing as savings. Right. Nobody saves money, okay? Even if you put it in a savings account or you put it in an account that you think you're not going to pay much attention to, you're going to save money for something. Now, make sure you put that for something as a label. For example, if I want to save $500 a month for a new couch, put I'm saving for a new couch. Therefore, when you take the money out, you say, I am taking this money away from my new couch. You have to connect that with something because if it's just money sitting there, it's money sitting there. It has no assignment. It has nothing to do. It just wanders. Right. And then with something without an assignment, we'll just end up getting spent. We'll just go do whatever, whatever your emotions wanted to do at that given time. Now, I'm not saying that because you have something set aside for your couch that you won't spend the money. You probably you probably still can, but you're cognitively stating to yourself, I'm taking money away from this couch to spend on whatever it is this thing is, right? And if you listen to this show uh, any decent amount of time, or if you're on an email list, you see one of my favorite quotes, which I know we already had a quote of the day, is that the chief cause of failure, especially financial failure, is giving up what you want most for what you want now. And the problem is most people don't know what they want most, or at least they don't keep it on their forefront. So what they want now has their attention or has has distracted them. Therefore, they don't even think about what it is that they thought they wanted most. And that's why it's important to put a tag on money that you have saved uh, so you know this is what you want most. So it doesn't you know get you later on when you just want to go and uh, pick up that... Um, you know, six dozen boxes of Krispy Kreme because that's what you want now. Um, I know it's a little extreme, but it's kind of want to paint that picture, right? So think about that when you're setting goals for the rest of the year, because those are the things you need to think about. And then think about how you're doing with your New Year's resolution so far. You know, how how's things going? Are you doing well? Do you need to keep doing? Do you need to make adjustments? Do you need to talk to your wife and you talk to your husband? 
Do y'all need to sit down and 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 look at what you're doing? If you want to save ten thousand dollars this year for whatever for retirement or, or whatever it is, how are you doing on that? What do you need to do to get better to get to your point? What do you need to do to finish the year strong? I'm a strong believer in that we should treat our personal finances like uh, we treat businesses. At the end of the year, we need to be looking to make a profit. So at the end of the year, if you bring home, you know, $60,000 into your household, how much of that do you want to keep for yourself by the end of the year? How much profit do you want to have by the end of the year? And that's something that we think about all the time. Now, uh, we do this kind of more on the micro level where we do monthly deals and, and we have purpose for our money. So it's not uh, as general as that, but that is a mindset that we adopted several years ago. We're just thinking about our personal lives as a business where we want to have a profit at the end of it all and not necessarily have uh, squandered it or just consumed it all is basically what I'm trying to say. So other things you want to think about at this six month uh, goal, not only the holidays coming up and the expenses that you got coming up, uh, but those other expenses I call gotcha bills, right? Those are the bills that pop up on you uh, that you didn't really think about. And, and some of them may not be very much, but some of them may be several hundred dollars or $7,000, right? So if you don't pay, if you don't escrow your taxes, right, taxes going to be due coming around the beginning of the year, right? How are you doing right now on that? Um, simple things like your car inspection, right? Or car insurance or your registration. And since we're on cars right now, what about your, you know, annual tune up or your, your big maintenance on your vehicle? Um, insurances, right? Do you have flood insurance on your home? Do you have homeowners insurance on your home? Maybe this is the time of the year. You might want to check up on that, see how you're doing as far as saving, but also check up and see, you know, what type of coverage you have. If you have the proper amount of coverage, right? Uh, maybe a good time to shop around for that. Uh, other gotcha bills, uh, homeowners, uh, homeowner association deals, um, Amazon, <laughs> we got a subscription to Amazon. It seemed to catch us off guard every year. Be like, oh, it's $110 or $100 or whatever for your Amazon. Any association fees, any of you, any of my brothers and my, my sisters that are in fraternities, um, you know, you got your, you got your annual dues and stuff like that. Have you been thinking about that or you going to let that pop up on you? Uh, any major maintenance that you need to do at your house? I know down here in Houston, uh, we get, it gets hot. Right. So have you had your AC checked out? It may be almost too late. You might want to get it checked out right away. Uh, and then we got coming up in, in the winter, winter, all you all in the cold areas, you know, things like getting your your gas and, and, and your uh, your boilers and all that stuff inspected. These are those gotcha bills that pop up that we don't really think about because we don't do it every day. Right. It's not something that it's not like groceries. Uh, these are things that we need to have. And we need to have in place. But we forget about them, and these are the things that throw throw off our budgets a lot of time because we're not necessarily expecting them. They're not emergencies, so to speak, but they're just unexpected or they popped up on us and they got us because we weren't prepared for. So that's another thing you want to think about. Um, your credit score, right, is another thing you want to check up. It's a good time to check your credit score and your credit report. Uh, the story is that 83% of all credit reports have an error on them, right? Now, usually reserve the the whole credit score thing for the beginning of the year because there's a lot of fraud and stuff that happens especially during the holiday season so you want to jump up on your credit score at the beginning of the year and plus you get a free one uh, from each of the credit bureaus at least once a year 
And I think they're going to change that to every six months or so. But right now I know it's once a year. Um, so I do usually reserve that for the beginning of the year, but if you haven't done it yet this year, uh, maybe you want to do that. Maybe you want to, uh, check your credit score. It may be, uh, not just your credit score, but your credit report. It may be even worth it to pay for it. Um, just to make sure you don't have any credit, uh, issues on there. Make sure all your stuff is up to date. A lot of people can increase their, their credit scores just by updating the information, on their credit report. Maybe they don't have your income on your credit report. Maybe they don't have your latest job or your job history. Maybe they got the wrong date. Maybe you got a very similar name with somebody else and they have their stuff on your credit report that's on there wrongly. So these are the things you got to think about. Again, 83% of all credit reports have an error on them. And if you can fix those errors, a lot of time you can bump yourself up a few points or a bunch of points. But again, we'll talk about credit and stuff like that later on. Uh, let's see. What else? Taxes. Taxes, if you didn't know, is your biggest expense, period, dot the end. Unless you live in a mansion and you're not supposed to be in that thing, taxes are your biggest expenses. And a lot of people are like, well, I don't really pay that much in taxes. Well, there's a lot of taxes that you pay. Remember I talked about your car registration um, and think about every time you make a purchase, sales tax, income tax, federal income tax, your state income tax. Think about all the taxes you see on your phone bills, your cable bills. All those are taxes, right? Your taxes are your biggest expense. So if you find yourself dreading tax season, right, you might want to look at how you're doing right now in the middle of the year so you can figure out what you need to do to finish the year strong. If you're one of those people that get a huge tax refund uh, every year, you want to make some adjustments, right? If you're getting a $6,000 tax refund, that's too much, right? If you did $6,000, let me let me do the math on that real quick cuz, you know, I like numbers and stuff, but I like to get my my calculate my calculator out, right? So if you get a tax refund of $6,000, let's divide $6,000 by 12 months. You could give yourself a pay raise of $500 a month right now. You don't have to ask anybody for the raise. You can give yourself a pay raise of $500 a month every month. Matter of fact, it'll be $1,000 a month, especially if you haven't been taking out the proper amount for these first six months, right? You can give yourself an extra $1,000 a month for the rest of this year if you find yourself always getting these $6,000 tax refunds. Now, that doesn't happen to everybody, but I know a few people that that happens to. Guys, when you get those large refunds, Remember, throughout the year, if you ever find yourself, especially if you find yourself struggling with, with money, you are giving that money to the government every month. It's a tax, it's a it's an interest-free loan that you're giving them. It's your money, right? $500 a month in your pocket could pay for some things, right? You can talk about you want to pay off some debt. Well, there's your $500 a month. And some, some people are like, well, I don't want to have to owe the IRS. Well, maybe you don't have to do the $600, $6,000. Maybe you can bring it down where you only get $3,000 or $1,000. That way you could be safe. There are calculators that you can use, and I'll put the link in the show notes. And again, if you guys want me to do a PDF of a list so you can kind of do like a memory jogger when you sit down with your finances, I can do that as well too, but you got to let me know. Um, but I'll throw this link in the show notes. But there's two places we use. We use uh, TurboTax, and this is no endorsement by TurboTax, but just something we use. There's a little app they have called the TaxCaster. We use that to kind of check to see how we're doing on our uh, 
on our taxes or what we expect to get our taxes back or, or, or whatnot throughout the year. You can kind of throw in some numbers in there and estimate. And then the IRS has their own calculator. So if you want to get the numbers directly from the IRS, they have an IRS withholding calculator. And I'll put a link to that as well. But basically, the IRS will tell you what you need to, what adjustments you need to make to your W-4 uh, so that you uh, are taking out the proper amount of taxes and not too much and not too little. Therefore, you can get every dollar that you are coming to you today, not a year from now, but today you get every dollar you have coming to you and you can set it up to where you won't have to owe the IRS anything. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes. You can find that at yourmoneyright.com forward slash EP18. So it'll be EP is short for episode 18. The numbers one eight EP one eight, and that'll take you straight to the show notes. Or if you're listening to this when I release it, just go to yourmoneyright.com and you'll see the podcast section. It'll be the first show up there. Uh, but you can do that. Get with that. Make sure you're not um, you're not giving them too much money, so where you're getting these huge refunds. And also make sure you're not having too little withholdings, right? Because you really don't want to have to pay them any money, right? Especially if you're still trying to get your money right and you don't have a whole lot set to the side, you don't want to have to deal with the IRS and stuff like that. So do that. The other thing you could do, which is probably the most accurate thing you could do is get with your accountant, especially if you have a business or you run a small business on the side, get with your accountant, make sure, especially if you run a small business on the side, which everybody should be doing. Um, we'll talk about that later, but there's so many tax benefits for that. If you are just an employee in the United States of America, you are taxed more than anybody else, period, dot, the end. Now, if you're an employee and you have a side business, right, now, now you got some benefits coming your way. So we'll talk about that at a later date. But if you have a business or if you don't, get with an accountant, get with a, a tax strategist and talk about what you can do to lower your tax burden. Right. I know a lot of you uh, have emailed me or sent me messages. You are high income earners. Uh, these are my doctors, my lawyers, uh, things like that. You guys make a lot of money and you guys are getting taxed out the wazoo. Well, some things you could do is think about incorporating your family, incorporating the pieces to your family, hiring your children uh, to do things. Um, think about uh, starting a, uh, when I say incorporating, that means starting a business or doing things for your business. Uh, you know, I'm not going to go down because I can talk about that for hours, but get with somebody, uh, a tax strategist that can talk to you about some strategies you could do to finish out the year strong so you're not getting bled out with all these taxes that they're hitting you for, okay? Because there's so many write-offs you get uh, as as a as a business or as a, as a corporation that you don't get as an employee. Now, I know some of y'all, y'all got some some feelings about that. This ain't, this ain't the deal about I'm not going to talk about whether the, the it's ethical or anything like that, but these are the rules, right? And if you didn't know, the tax system, all it is is an incentive plan. That's it. And again, we'll talk about that later because I, I get pretty passionate about that. Um, but yeah, if you find yourself overpaying or underpaying, uh, make adjustments on that. And I'll, again, I'll put those links to those sites in the web, in the, on the show notes, and then you can get with an accountant. Um, property taxes, right? So if you just got appraisal for your property taxes, uh, is it too high? Is it too low? Is it time to contest it? Is it not? I don't know what your county rules are, uh, but contest those things. You know, I know my property taxes went up like crazy. Like, it's like, this is, this is, this is nuts. Like this is nuts. Right. 
And we just had this big flood issue because I live in the Milan area in, in Houston and we just had this big flooding deal like two years in a row. And my, my taxes went like my, my appraisal was nuts. Right. And a lot of people was like, Oh, it's good that your, your home values have gone up and stuff like that. Look, I'm not looking to sell anytime soon. So no, it's not good that my home values have gone up right now. Cause all that does is end up costing me more money. And if those of you who don't know, Texas, we typically have pretty high, uh, property taxes down here because we don't have a state income tax. So, uh, that's that. Uh, and then think about how you can get past the standard deduction and get to an itemized deduction, right? So a lot of people, when they do their taxes, they do like the 1040 form uh, at the beginning of the year, and they just kind of do the standard deduction of whatever they take, and they take a couple of credits and, and things like that. But figure out if you can itemize your stuff to where it will bring down your taxable income even further. Again, get with a, a tax accountant on that and maybe we'll do some courses on that and talk about how taxes really work. I do my own taxes, but I also uh, get with and meet with other uh, tax accountants and stuff like that and talk to them about my strategies and everything. But uh, I got a pretty decent understanding about taxes. So um, that's that. The other thing, let's see, what did I miss? Uh, kids activities, talk about that anniversaries. Uh, that's it really. I just want to, to kind of talk about or get you to think about where you are right now at the six month point, right? You're, you're at the midway point. You want to take a look back and see how you've done, right? Have you forgotten your goals? Um, do you need to set some goals? Um, and maybe we'll do something on a goal cheap, how to set goals properly. Uh, one of the things that I know a lot of people that don't do, we already talked about smart goals, right? They got to be specific, <laughs> measurable, achievable, realistic, and, and have a, a time, uh, time horizon. But the other things you want to do when you're setting your goals, and this is really important is you want to write down what can stop you from achieving your goals, right? What can stop you from achieving your goal? Because remember I said this before, anticipation is power, right? So if you can know what the enemy is going to do, you can better prepare for it. So a lot of people, they throw these beautiful goals up and they, they feel good, but they don't think about the things that can stop them from achieving their goals. For example, if you want to lose weight, what can stop you from losing your weight, right? Is it uh, bad scheduling? Is it extracurricular activities? Uh, for Maybe your kids are in too many of them. Is it because you live far away from a gym? Is it whatever it is? Make sure you write those things down so now you can create a plan of action to overcome that. So if you say, I live too far from a gym, well, it's time to learn how to work out in your own home, <laughs> right? If you say that uh, my kids' extra extracurricular activities keep me too busy, well, it's time to take them kids out of one or two or maybe all of them extracurricular activities, right? Life ain't about just them, right? They need you to be there. They need you to be at your best, right? And whatever it takes for you to be at your best, you, you know how you get on an airplane and they, they, they do the whole, they teach you about the whole oxygen mask and stuff like that. And they tell you to put the oxygen mask on first, right? Before you put it on your children. Why is that? Because if you can't breathe, you can't help nobody else breathe. Okay. So take that with you. So that's one thing I've noticed a lot of people, they don't do when they set their goals. They don't think about what can stop them and then put up a, a plan of action to prevent that from happening. Right. So you can keep going. Um, and the other thing that I think people that don't do when they set their goals is they don't clearly state the reward, right? Like what's in it for me. 
yeah, you want to lose 15 pounds, right? But what's in it for you? What do you get? What would you reward yourself with once you lost that 15 pounds? Write that down, right? Because that's the thing that's going to motivate you. Nobody really cares about losing 15 pounds. It's what the 15 pounds is going to bring you and what you're going to get out of it, right? So write that down. Write the real reward behind it. That's the reason why people don't do well with like budgeting and stuff like that because they don't they don't write down what it really means right what does it mean for me to get on a budget for most people what it means to get on a budget is i can't spend no money and nobody want to get on a budget and can't spend no money right so think about that when you write down your goals right and actually write them down put them put them in in, in on paper and then put them on your wall maybe put it on your your screen uh your uh screensaver put it on your screensaver on your phone that way you can always have it in front of you, right? Um, because you only achieve what you can see, right? So uh, make sure you can see it all the time. Um, but yeah, so check your goals, check your finances, see where you're going, and then uh, get you a, ga a game plan, right? How to finish out the year. Remember, it's, it's busy. It's busy, it's busy, 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 right? We want to get our money right, keep our money right. And the only way to do that is be able to anticipate and see what's coming, what's coming ahead, and we learn from our mistakes that we made these last six months or last six years or 60 years or whatever. So we can take that experience and now apply it to the next six months of our lives. And that can be pretty powerful stuff, right? Right. All right. So that's all I got. Thanks so much for listening. Right. If you thought this was helpful, share it out with somebody, let them know this one, this one wasn't real, you know, wasn't packed with a bunch of stuff, but, uh, I just kind of want to get some things off my chest as far as what to expect coming with the, coming forward with the show and make sure you guys get on the email list and uh, get your, uh, if you are a misfit, you're automatically on the email list. So you don't have to sign up for both. Um, also, I, I didn't mention, but I, um, I got a new deal up where you can log in just using your Facebook or Twitter account. So you guys use that. Let me know how you like that. That way you don't have to remember passwords and stuff like that. Just one click and it'll log in. Now I don't see any of your information. I don't see your friends list. I don't, I don't have any of that. It's just, it's just a uh, technical connection to where you can just push a button and, uh, because you're already logged into Facebook, more likely it'll just go ahead and just log in to the Misfits area. And if you haven't noticed yet, the website is completely different or gives you different experiences when you're logged in than when you're not logged in. So make sure you're logged in and make sure you get a Misfit membership. If you do not have it at yourmoneyright.com, you'll see the big buttons. There's a bunch of places where you can sign up for that. And a quick uh, podcast recommendation, right? Two podcasts that I have just discovered uh, that I like a lot. Uh, one is kind of similar to mine. We're talking about personal finance, but this one is Miles Weekly. Um, it's sound, spelled just like you're saying, M-I-L-E-S, Weekly, W-E-E-K-L-Y. Miles Weekly has a weekly uh, personal finance uh, podcast, and he talks a little more details about it than what I talk about. Uh, actually, he just had a recent episode you want to check out, especially if you're curious about how the whole... Um, Britain and European Brexit thing kind of affects us personally. And he does that with a uh, really smart guy that I, that I know I've become friends with by the name of Kamari Ellis. They just had a uh, interview that they did and really impactful, really uh, informational. You, you really want to get on that. Um, but miles weekly, you can find them on iTunes, Stitcher and all that stuff, but you can also go to his website, milesweekly.com. And then the other uh, podcast I really recommend you guys go listen to is The Black Neighbors. 
Uh, and this is a pretty funny uh, podcast, but it's also uh, very informative, right? It's uh, it's it's two. It's a married couple, uh, Walt and Egypt, and they have a couple of kids, and they basically they're speaking about parenting, uh, culture, uh, the ups and downs of like. You know, being a middle class black family and living in a predominantly white suburban neighborhood. So the premise by itself is hilarious and their delivery is is just as good as well. So go check them out. That's Miles Weekly and The Black Neighbors. There's two podcasts that I just discovered and uh, I, I think they're really worth the listen. So you guys go check that out. So with that being said, I'm going to get on out of here. Thank you so much for listening. Right, I really do appreciate you. Let's get our money right. Let's keep doing it because I truly believe we're now getting good with money because we're talking about money. And this show was designed to change just that or do just that. And I'm so glad that we're doing it. So thank you so much. Continue to do the right things. And God bless. MPS. MPS. I said we're talking about money. money.